Imagine smoking weed in the street without cops harassing. Imagine going to court with no trial. Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters. No welfare supporters. More conscious of the way we raise our daughters. Days are shorter, nights are colder. Feeling like life is over. These snakes strike like a cobra. The world's hot, my son got knocked. Evidently, it's elementary. They want us all gone eventually. Trooping out of state for a plate. Knowledge, if coke was cooked without the garbage, we'd all have the top dollars. Imagine everybody flashing. Fashion designer clothes, lacing your click up with diamond rolls. Your people's holding dough, no parole, no rubbers. Going raw, imagine law with no undercovers. Just some thoughts for the mind. I take a glimpse into time, watch the blimp read the world. Hello, guys, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Feminoir Files. KB and Shug, what's pop? Well, I don't even care about Shug. KB, what's popping? Um, I'm, I'm so fucked up. I'm, I'm so fucked up. No, it's not. Hey. She asked me how I'm doing. Thank you. Okay, go, KB. I'm doing okay. You know, hey, I just celebrated a birthday. It's still still Libra season, so it's still hot. That's all I'm saying. It's cold outside, but it's hot inside. And I'm just happy. (laughs) (laughs) That made no sense, but I felt like, let me me stir it up. Let me just stir it up. Okay, hey, you might want to keep drinking. What the hell are you drinking on? Well, I was gonna do drink of the day, but um, okay, strawberries and cream. So oh, I, that's I, your I, drink. This is my drink. I figured I finished off the bottle since it's the end of my birthday. But you know, like, hey, I'm here. I'm excited to be here. We got a special guest coming up, so she's serving up sweet. So I figured I have me a little sweet drink. How about that's you? How y'all doing? I'm fine. I'm tired. I had an event at my school this evening. Actually, it went really well, so I'm super excited. Okay, good. Yes. We we know how Suge's doing. She's sitting up and blow-drying her hair doing a damn show. Uh, uh, I'm on mute. No, you're not. I'm not on mute now because I'm speaking. I mean, obviously, but I'm okay, but I'm starting to get sick. So anytime (laughs) the weather... Anytime the weather changes, <laughs> the Michelle of the group. Like that. the Michelle of the group. <laughs> That's all right, Michelle. The fucking flyer, though. <laughs> That's the damn lie. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. It is the flyer. Michelle Williams. Have you seen her lately? A destiny she child is the flyer. Michelle, like Michelle, like her anxiety levels are super high. I can't with her. I'm so sorry. Well, I, I do have anxiety, so I'll I'll take that. Okay. I should. What? And you must be blind. I'm the one who got bad eyesight in the group. I'm the one who wear contacts. Michelle is not the flyest in the group. She is. You can't see straight. I stand for you, Michelle Williams. <laughs> what the hell? She, she needs somebody to stand for. Bless her heart. <laughs> in any event, KB, what are you excited about? I'm excited because I just had a wonderful weekend. Minus a little drama. <laughs> but overall. But listen, you had some growth. You had I had growth. I'm you. Like, I could have gone to jail. I would have just asked y'all to bail me out. But then, you know, I would have gave y'all money back. But, you know, <laughs> I had a great weekend. I, you know, visited a couple of wineries and bubble houses, which I never knew they were called bubble houses, like champagne houses. What's a bubble house? It's a like bubble- instead of a wine oh. vineyard, they specialize in champagne. 
Really? So, yeah. Yo, I ended up with a membership. Y'all don't even drink champagne like that. I don't I even know do, how they I got me. Yeah. But they got me, y'all. Prosecco, rosé, champagne. I drink all of it. You would have to come no, to Philly. No, put me on. You would have to come to okay. Philly. Okay. Oh. That's okay. Oh, I was trying let's to see. Listen, I'm going to be there in two oh. weeks. Don't let's play with it. Actually, in a week. And you tried You're to cancel on us. You tried to cancel but on I'm us. But I'm going. But I'm going. I'm still. I'm going to be there. I'm still talking about what I'm excited about. You want to pause? Okay, very well. Appreciate it. So... I am excited about the drinking that I did. I got to visit some dispensaries, so that was super cool. So I accomplished my goal for my birthday. Like, I had two goals, and I accomplished both of them. So I'm I'm happy, and we're going to continue celebrating this weekend. So the party continues. How about you, Shug? We had a birthday on the same day. Oh, and shout out to our listener. Yes, <laughs> with the cash app. With the cash app, come through. We appreciate you. Listen, I love it. Listen, I was like, now nah, I, I was like, y'all, y'all got a birthday gift from the listeners. Hey, and I still ain't got my money. So, listeners, Ooh. L or L, L or whoever's over the cash app account. That should. should well, I ain't got my ten dollars yet, yo. I ain't checked in yet. I oh, check in tonight. I mean, but I know I owe you, you money. Owe Wait, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that separate. Actually, I'm doing <laughs> it right now. One thing for sure, and two things for certain. That's what one of my friends say. One thing okay. for sure, and two things for certain. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman of my word. I appreciate you. Yeah. I still don't see why you didn't include me because I definitely said nah, that chick. too. Y'all talked over me. I got you But Shook's, no, Shook's supposed to split that with me. Am I? That you wasn't the deal. That was not the deal. She requested you know, it. She did request it. I no. did. Thank you because I listened to it today. Y'all Thank at, you. Y'all act like we don't have this stuff on record and like nobody can go that back part. and check this. Like, <laughs> don't say y'all. You always loop me in with should be doing some fuck shit and it's just her by herself. <laughs> 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 this is no 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 this is what we're not finna do tonight we not finna do this tonight don't do it but look here's all i want to say do you yes. see that shook i just sent you 50 dollars all we see is white white oh, oh there there it is. Is. i got you appreciate you okay and send me my 10 dollars so again <laughs> you should have just gave me 40 no 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 because i got to post this to let bitches know i really paid you yeah, you know okay. I mean, so well, I just, well, now just make sure you blur her real name out. I'm gonna blur. It. Yeah, I think it say her cash app, and she gave her cash app info out. But I she did. did. She Dollar did. sign Brown Sug Six. Hit me up. But look, we I still can't. no no no. It's Fem Noir Files. Well, hashtag wait dollar sign Fem Noir Files for the birthday. So again, shout out to everybody who donated towards the birthday for appreciate it. I'm gonna go use that this up, weekend. I'm going to use it this weekend. So, again, Where are you out. going this weekend? The strip club? Where are you I going? I was about to say. Nah, they're taking me to dinner. Oh, that's Aww. nice. Then why you got to pay if somebody's taking you to dinner? Okay, I was lying. Paying. I just want my money. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying that you shouldn't get your money. I'm just saying you shouldn't be spending no money if somebody's taking you out to dinner for your birthday. Can somebody check the account to see if anybody else uh, gave us a donation? <laughs> we have no more yesterday. Oh, okay. Maybe y'all still get some more before Libra season is over. All right. So again, shout out to you, Shug. How was your birthday? What you excited about? Let's talk about what I'm excited about. Because if I talk about my birthday, it's gonna get um. <laughs> damn. Got to be more careful. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So what am I excited about? I'm excited because oh, L, are you coming with me? Are you going to see the Osley Brothers with me? 
You know what? I'm you upset. Think it's too long. I know. I was like, no, that's too, no, too long. That because, no, because I was trying to figure out if I should cuss you out or if, how should I should respond to you. Because I told you, I said, if you decide to go, to let me know. I haven't decided. Then why are you asking me if I'm going with you if I already told you <laughs> I am if you decide to go? Like, don't make no sense okay, to me. Okay, well, then we're going. So we're going to see the Osley brothers. When? Tomorrow or Saturday? No, it's Saturday. Oh, very good. That's perfect. Wonderful. We're going to see the Isley Brothers on Saturday. Are you buying your tickets and I'm cash wrapping you? Is that how we're doing this? Yeah, I'll buy our seats together. I'll buy it tomorrow morning. She just got got $50. She can buy her ticket now. I got about two tickets. Okay, but you got. You want me in the nosebleed? You all in her pocketbook. Why nobody asked me if I wanted to go? Let me ask that question. Cause you're going to dinner. Oh. Oh. Is it this weekend? (laughs) She said Saturday. That is so shady. How is that shady? Y'all didn't know I was going to dinner until I just said this shit. See, y'all, so y'all, y'all put this shit in another episode. Y'all put this shit in another episode. Y'all be having power conversations no. and nobody told me about it. Yeah, Time. that's true. We, we power didn't... conversations about the show, girl. Oh, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> There's well, only maybe. one room for one black blonde, and Elle has that position. Now, dude, I sure do. Trying, I sure the fuck no, do. Okay. Thank you. KB, I already told you how should be coming by my house and don't be saying nothing. I'm like, nigga, you 10 minutes away. So when she told me that she was thinking of going to see the Isley Brothers and where she was going, I was like, you know that's 10 minutes down the street from me. I keep forgetting that you're that close. I don't know why. Because you got to put it in your GPS. I don't know. You, it's like the DC. same but it's still the same direction. I, like I don't, I don't understand. Know. I don't know my way around DC, boo. You still got to go down 295 to get to my house and to get to MGM. I don't understand. I don't be thinking about that. All I know is What are you exci- What are you excited about, Shug? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> But you said what? I'm a blind. Okay. Because you started talking about this other shit in MGM. I done got lost. And I know the listeners got lost too. Oh, uh, L, what you I see brothers Thank at you. the MGM. Got it. L, what you So, in any event, when she told me where she was going, I invited myself. I was like, oh, you're going to be that <laughs> Right. You she invited yourself me. last week to the MGM with her. But she didn't come last week. <laughs> I did. I did. She didn't come. I'm gonna stir. That's it up. a whole nother story. We we not finna get into that. Let's not uh, get into that story. Okay. In any event, I'm excited because I'm going to see the Ozzy Brothers with Suge on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so you think <laughs> that part? Because if she don't get these tickets, we ain't going no damn where. She got fifty more dollars. She can get them. Hey, listen. That part. Oh. Actually, I'm sorry. No, like for real, can I say what I'm really excited about? So, y'all know I've been boxing. Don't do that, KB. I've been boxing and I did modified burpees yesterday. Ooh, so burpees are serious. Girl, I know. That's why I did modified burpees because normally when they incorporate burpees, I do squats. That's probably why my legs have been hurting. But yesterday, I was like, you know what, L, you need to step your game up you and do. try some things and work yourself a little harder. So I did modified burpees, and I was super proud of myself. Can you show me what, what a modified burpee is, though? You don't jump you up or jump down. Now? Yeah, like right now. You want to <laughs> see me? Nick, yes. girl, actually, queen, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not doing that right now. Okay. Fine. I will do it for you later. Okay? Thank right. you. Press so, it on. You want to get to this drink of the day? 
Yes, I think I already said it. You already did the trick of the day. I'ma say it again. Stir it up on the strawberries and cream. Moving along. What's going on in the news? So can I say, like, this has been another sad fucking week. Like, we got no good news. Like, we we got one sad story. One, one. We do, but that's to break up the monotony because everything else is just kind of depressing. So first things first, like, rest in peace to Congressman Elijah Cummings. That hurt me. Like. Girl, like he was a pioneer in the civil rights movement. He was a leader. Like he was just amazing. Wait, Chuck, since you're in the city of Baltimore, can you stop doing your hair for like one second while we talk um, about Congressman Cummings? I'm not doing. I'm not doing my hair right now. What are you doing? You just see my hair. You just see my hair. I'm not doing my hair. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, also, I didn't realize how young he was. Like, Me either. He's only two thought, years older than my dad. I thought he yeah, was. Yeah, I thought he was in his 70s. I thought I so, too. too. I was like, maybe yeah. he get the three scores and ten. Yeah. Look at you. That's all I can think about. Come on, if you um, get old English. Right. Come on, come on, old English. I told y'all I'm going to be a deaconess after I finish <laughs> drinking and smoking and shit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> When the Lord is done with me doing that, I'm going to be a deaconess. I can't. So, yeah. So, he, but apparently he had also been sick for a while as well. So, just, you know, rest in peace to him. Condolences to his family. Because this is really not just a loss for Baltimore. I think this is really a loss for our nation. Yeah. It is. This man was, like, active in the civil rights era. Like, I just feel like he's, like, the last one. Like, the last of the breed that we could look up to and i just i don't know these young we got a few more left but here's the last one um who's the one from south carolina i should know this because it's my damn home state uh his wife just passed away you don't even know, know that his name, one. so he ain't even pushing out like that. <laughs> Look, yes, y'all do. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look okay. it up. Like I said, he is, a, you know, one of a kind. So, again, salute and shout out and rest in peace. And I know he up there with King Jesus. I wanted him to see so bad to see um, President. To get Trump. To get Trump peace. and get impeached. Mm-hmm. I really would. Yeah. Like I would have. But you know what? He going to be smiling in heaven when that bastard goes. So, it's okay. <laughs> Clyburn. Jim Clyburn. I don't know. I heard of him. I heard of him. Yeah, yes, you have. Jim Clyburn. He's from South Carolina. I don't know about him, but he ain't no Maxine Walters and no um, Elijah Cummings, but it's cool. Um, He is. Actually, I got some tea on him in his seat that my daddy told me. But but we we playing homage to uh, Congressman Cummings today. We are. But I'm saying it's not good tea. I'm sure. If it's tea. (laughs) So, rest in peace again to Congressman Cummings. So, the next thing that is going on this week, oh my gosh. So, actually, one of our listeners, Miss X, so shout out to her, actually hit me to this story. So, Howard County, Maryland is planning to redistrict its schools because one thing are to basically to redraw their school boundaries. Because as of right now, like Howard County is a very affluent county of maryland um it's right outside of baltimore i was about to say that sounds close it sounds it familiar. is close it, it's okay. like columbia maryland gotcha oh, yeah. That area. Um, okay yeah that yeah. area so there is so the schools there's not a lot of diversity in their schools and basically the schools where students are more affluent mm-hmm. and come from more wealthy homes there's a lack of black and brown students of course there is 
So the district is looking to redraw lines to diversify race and socioeconomic status among its students. Some of the parents are very upset. Um, they have protested at one of the high schools in the county. Wait, um, so some, when you say parents, uh, are these parents of the Caucasian persuasion? Yes, they're the parents in the affluent neighborhoods. But gotcha. also, there's an Asian. There are Asian parents as well who have made derogatory comments, who have protested, and like one parent was quoted as saying that he has worked too hard for his student to go to a school that isn't up to par. So let me actually see if I can find the direct quote. I mean, um, who doesn't want they, their child to go to a school that's not up to par? Like, what the hell? Right. Meaning so, they don't want black No, I know that shit mean, but yeah. bitch, now, nobody wants their child to go to a school that's not up to par. That's not, right. sure. that's not something you desire, especially you paying city taxes. Exactly. So, also, well, why you look for that? I want y'all to check out text messages. I sent y'all a little present. Oh, oh Lord. So, it's been um, some foolishness. So, in any event, another thing I wanted to mention, too, is that people on some of the signs it has said no more busing. Wow. So, or no force busing. I'm sorry, that's what it says. Hmm. And, like, so, parents have even started a Facebook page um, that's titled Howard County School Redistricting Opposition. So, yeah, and the thing is, is that people have said that Columbia, which I guess is like the county seat or like the seat, yes, the major is. seat for the county, um, it is. supposedly is one of the the counties or one of the areas in the state that really prides itself on diversity and having people of different races. So a lot of people are you know, surprised to see the parents' reaction to what's going on so yeah it's super interesting so i'm interested to see you know what happens they actually vote on it at the end of the month like the city the county council does i think you know what i really feel like although we're about to enter another decade it really feels like we're living in the 1960s right now i feel like this is the stuff that our parents and our grandparents were telling us about and the things that you know we used to read in the history books and we're going through it right now right but and i don't know about y'all but i'm only one generation from segregation myself like yeah, my dad, yeah my dad went to segregated schools my until his too. senior year in yeah. high school mm-hmm. yeah he went to segregated schools until his senior year in high school and even then you know, people tried to do fucked up shit to the kids, to the black kids that integrated um, in Beaufort County in South Carolina. So Craziness. it is. So the next thing that I saw was interesting. I came across this article that said that suicide rates for black boys and black girls is disproportionately high. And it just made me think about something. So you all know that I work in education. And one of my students who is a freshman, love him to death. He's one of the sweetest boys. His friend, his one of his best friends committed suicide a few weeks ago. And he's 14 years old. And you say he's a freshman? Yes, he's a freshman. And it was his best friend that committed suicide. Oh, oh I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. So and of sad. course he was... Yeah, like he was out of school for a few days dealing with that. And honestly, there is even a student at my school a few years ago who apparently, you know, attempted suicide as well. 
and you know dealing with that yeah it's just a lot that these kids are going through so according to this story um, black boys between the ages of 5 to 12 are committing suicide at higher rates than any other racial or ethnic group and then the same article also cites that the suicide rates among black girls ages 13 to 19 nearly doubled from 2001 to 2017. And for black boys in the same age group over the same 16-year period, rates rose to 60%. And I'm just wondering, what could a child possibly be going through to think that suicide was the answer was the only answer to whatever issue or what problem they think they may be facing i know we think that it's something that we can't even fathom because we weren't even thinking that way and to see this article go down to like an age of five like what are you even thinking about or seeing or whatever somebody need to put their phone on mute and i'm sure the person i'm sure it's the one that's i'm sure it's the michelle of the group Okay, I know it. I know it is because it stopped. Okay, we're back. And so I know it's like so hard to understand that because it's still even though being in the mental health space, you still can't understand like what are you seeing? What I've kind of thought about is these kids are exposed to a wide range of things at such an earlier age. I think that's one of those things, right, that you have to think about because we didn't get certain news until it came on the news and it took time to travel. Right. The fact that they have iPads and just all these things Uh that like at their hands where information is just coming in. I know for myself, my daughter who's eight years old and made a comment about something about, oh, something about you might as well just kill yourself because you're going to get in trouble anyway. And I'm just like, Wait, what? yeah, she was like just talking and was like, yeah, you might as well just kill yourself. You're going to get in trouble anyway. It's probably going to be better. And I was like, where did you get that from? Like, where did you even, because first of all, I don't really let her watch TV. I'm going to be honest. Uh, but when she goes with her dad, he does. So, you know, uh, so she gets to see certain things that I don't know what she's watching when she's over there. But, you know, it is, it's a surprising that they even know and even though I don't even think they always what grasp is. Yeah, but I don't even think they grasp yeah. the real concept about it. And like that's a finale, but they under they know what it is earlier, way earlier than what we did. Like, that's not something we yeah. knew at five years old. You being a kid. And I right. just wish that we can go back to those days where kids can be freaking kids. And of course, depression happens. And we need to recognize the symptoms and signs and not just ignore it. Get your kids in treatment if they need it. Like, don't ignore it. Don't pass it off as, oh, this is just adolescence. Whatever it is, still go and get them checked out. Even if you all don't need to continue in therapy, you can at least go and get an educated uh, um, assessment by a professional. Evaluation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my two cents on that one. And it's a sad situation. So, KB, you actually touched on a lot of um, the research that the researchers concluded in the article. So they are quoted as saying, I know because I'm black smart. Children, I told you I'm smart. You are smart. I just want to say You that. are smart. I just want to say that. Black Gold children. star shiner. <laughs> okay, let me okay. read this right quick. So black children may experience disproportionate exposure to violence and traumatic stress and aggressive school discipline. Black children are also more likely to experience an early onset of puberty, which increases the risk of suicide. 
head, most likely owing to the greater liability to depression and impulsive aggression. Black youth are also less likely to seek help for depression, suicidal ideation, and suicide attempts. These are all, we have to remember, these are all cultural things that, how how we kind of brought up, right? That's that generational beliefs of how we're we're brought up and, and raised. Mm. I also think, and we know that there's a fear with other races against us. And so, yes, we get in trouble at higher rates for crimes that are, I mean, you know, things that are not even as serious. We have more of a punishment. And then you got to think about the punishment that you get when you go home. So there's a lot of things that I feel are layered in that and why you see those rates. But I, I totally believe them. There's been a lot of other studies in those same areas that kind of target some of these same things that we already know we know that there's even a pipeline from the school to the damn prison let's just be real about that yeah, and that's where you saw fair. those those things about you know getting in trouble at higher rates so there's a lot of things that black kids have to come up against and i think it's really right. about talking to your kids even if you don't have kids talking to your friends kids and they'll sometimes disclose things that they won't tell their parents so just you know everybody just if you have kids around you talk to them find out what's going on in school if they getting bullied or how they're handling school just period you may uncover something and be able to help save a life and, and let's not act like black people don't do this shit because it's happening so absolutely yeah, that's it so I just want to uh, move in something a little bit lighter because the shit is real heavy. I just want to see if y'all checked y'all text messages at this point. You know I saw it. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. So what I, the hell? Okay. Thank you. What? We're going to play it right the now hell? real quick. Let's take a moment. <laughs> you want me to play it now? Are you going to play it? I'm playing it. This is a pastor? <gasps> yes. I'm so ashamed for Jesus. Yeah, I don't think he a real one. Yeah, a real pastor. No, he's a real no. pastor, but Jesus is is turning over right now. Y'all, his tongue is so I don't know, and it's a big, oh my god, it's a big girl he doing this to. But I just okay. I'm the, the Lord is not happy. I just want oh to put my that. god! But you know what? This shouldn't even be shocking because pastors are people too. Yeah, and this happens all the time. But who was recording? Why y'all is somebody else? She recording? No, that's not the wife. No, the Girl, wife. Is he married? That. Yes. Oh, he is. Oh, he's oh. married. Oh no. Oh no. Okay, let's move along. So sorry, Lord. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm, I'm gonna repent. What he should have did is maybe took her—I don't know—took her phone away. But it, did you guys see? Did he not know that she was doing that though? He oh. was looking at her. I didn't see him looking at her. He looked—he was just down. He didn't look at her. He was in the way he, you, he was focused. But you know, no, I need—I need you to pay attention yeah, to your I mean, surroundings. Yeah, I said always. That. Well, somebody who, well, she loves, she enjoying that, but some people who might not be enjoying is the people who Cuba Gooding Jr. allegedly touched. Girl. But this has been going on for a little minute, though. Why we, why we, bring yes, that? people have been accusing. So basically he got arrested for groping a woman and grabbing her buttocks in 2018 at a Manhattan nightclub. Well, Agent, Agent wait, to, listen. Orin, Agent Orange say sometimes you got to grab him by the pussy. Go ahead. That, oh, girl, you about to make me curse. Okay. So, in any event, he was about, his trial was about to start for this woman that he groped in 2018. Then a woman came forward and said that he grabbed her breast in June of this year. So, they postponed his trial. 
since then, 12 other women have come forward and said that he has touched him touch them inappropriately over the past several years. So like a mofo girl, like I just, I don't understand. And then there was another woman, like his lawyer is saying that the second woman that accused him tried to extort money from him and was like, Mr. Gooding can't be shaken down. And he obviously did not pay this woman. Probably because he ain't had the money. What's the last movie y'all done seen that mofo <laughs> in? Oh, you petty. I'm just saying. <laughs> I can't. But, so but y'all, y'all, don't think, y'all don't think it discredits them when they go for the money? Like it just seems like if it was a crime committed, you does. don't want it to absolutely like. Absolutely does. Okay, yeah. I just thought it was me. I'd be it like, does. But that, when that I want some money forward and say that he's and that been many? accused of reaching right, he's been accused of reaching under a woman's skirt and touching her vagina outside her underwear, biting two women on their shoulders thrusting his pelvis against two women and licking a woman's neck. And additionally, one of the women said that he reached his hand inside her blouse and squeezed her bare, Hell, you, her bare breast. You didn't hear me act like an animal just now? Was that you? Yes. Because it sounds Ooh. like Cuba Gooding Jr. is allegedly an animal. Go. Well, that's that's all I got. That's all I got for you. I don't really give so a we'll shit. He voted he, he with colonizers. I'm straight. I don't give a shit about the story. Go ahead. I can't with you. Wait, you question. So, is he still? Yes. Is he still no, he's married? divorced. No, he's divorced. I'm okay, sure. I'm sure these women. What does wifey? No, I'm sure yeah. he's touching the wife. Yeah, he's divorced. Okay, he's been divorced for a minute. So let's try to get some good news in here. So we all played with Barbies growing up, correct? Yes. So do you like to ask rhetorical questions? Like everybody did this. Yes. Yes. Okay, go. Thank you. So did everybody or did you all have Barbie's Malibu Dream House? I never got Nah, we weren't balling like that. I never I mean that's real. I wasn't either. I, no. Actually, I was never really concerned with Malibu's drink with Barbie's Malibu drink house. I did want the house, but I didn't get it. But I did have a camper, and you know I had the Corvettes. Like when they used to I have had the, the Corvette the too. And then I had the the old school one, and I had the sports one. So no, I never got the dream house though. I didn't either. I just was it the Corvette or just a regular convertible? In any event, I didn't get the dream house. However. You bougie bitches. Oh, hush. So, in any event, <laughs> there is a real-life Barbie Malibu dream house in Malibu, California. And one lucky person will have the opportunity to reserve it for one two-night stay for $60 a night for them and four of their friends. So $60? For $60 a night, yes, before Mattel decides to sell the house. So there's a, what is it? It's a competition, and you apply online. The booking opens between October 23rd, 11 p.m., and the reservation is for October 27th through the 29th. Uh, So you kind of have to be in, like, the area unless you're ready to drop some bread to fly out to Malibu. Okay, got you. But they only letting you do this for one day, like, there's only one For person one, that can do this stay. but it's only one person Correct. that can get this so and they're gonna talk about it starts on october what 23rd so what you supposed to be online like waiting to see if you can get in oh baby people are going to be yes. waiting online all right. please believe okay yes kb, KB will not all right cool let's go 
So, yeah. So, in any event, that's really interesting to see, like, who I think wins or what have you. So, I mean, I think if I lived in California, I might try to to stay in the house. I don't know. But I think that's a little fun to break up the monotony of the Yeah, Barbie news. ain't never been, she ain't never been that deep for me. But you have at it. It's a cute little house. So, to go back to the bad news, and I don't want to talk about this too much because... We're, we're having another guest on next week to talk about this, but mm-hmm. I am so tired mm-hmm. and sick mm-hmm. of hearing about innocent black people not only being murdered by police officers, but then we have to defend them once they have been killed. And once again, this is happening with Tatiana Jefferson. And I feel bad for her family. I feel bad for her nephew. I even feel bad for her neighbor who thought that he was doing the right thing. And this stupid police officer who never announces himself as a police officer just goes to her house and shoots her through the blood through the Mm -hmm. window at two o'clock in the morning. Yep. Wait, it was through the window? Yes, it was outside. He was in the backyard. He was in the backyard. And the window was closed. Mm-hmm. And he said, freeze, show me your hands. And, and the fired. next time he said, show me, he fired. Like, wow. less than three seconds. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know we're not going to go into detail, but an incident happened today. And I just thought about this situation. I didn't know all the details. I didn't even know that part. But I just thought about just being at your house and the police showing up. So, I accidentally set my alarm off. Whoop, whoop. And I turned it off, but I guess I missed a phone call from the company. And I'm outside with my contractors. And it's so fun. Okay, it's not funny. But I guess some of them are may may or may not be here like they should be. And so one of them ran around the back where we were kind of standing and was saying, you know, in another language that I guess the police were out there. So we walk up. And I'm encountering as a black officer. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I know it went off, but I turned it off. And he was like, oh, we still got a call. I said, okay, do you need my ID? And he was like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, it's good. It's okay. I said, okay, I'm so sorry. As I'm talking, there's another officer that walks from the backyard. Like, he must have come Mm -hmm. around the opposite direction to check out the house. And so he sees us and I'm like, I just told your partner that I didn't realize that I said it. You know, I I knew I said it off. I thought I I turned it off, but I guess I missed their call and you guys still came. He said, oh, okay, okay." So he doesn't impress me either. They both kind of link up together. Then there's another police car that pulls up. So, you know, my contract is looking crazy. Like, what is is happening right now? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, another one pulled up and I guess they told him, nah, it's okay. You can go. But the thing was, like, what if we were just out there and they don't Uh know who's who and they would have drew their guns or something? Like, you just don't know, right? Like, I'm the only woman surrounded by all these people people and they're just pulling up and they they get this alarm and they're thinking whatever you just don't even think about things like that but that's like real real life like absolutely and the crazy isn't that excessive yeah i was excessive for the second police car in my opinion yeah maybe that's that's a question we can ask our guest next week I mean, you know, I it's really an emergency. You you happy that some, you know, two cars and pulled up? Because the last time my alarm went off, girl, it took like almost, I think, 45 minutes for somebody to show up. 
That's mm, ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So when the two cars came, I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't upset. I was just like, "Fuck, are they gonna charge me for coming?" So you know, right. it's, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, taxes pay their salary. No, right. we um we only get like two breaks and then right, you get charged. Yeah, yeah, you get charged. For get charged yeah. For oh. We have to pay a fee every year um to yep. not get charged. So I think I only get oh. two, and I done had two already, and it's damn October. Anyway, it, it doesn't need to know that. <laughs> the point is, is that yeah, you just don't know so you know neither one of them had their guns drawn I guess they kind of figured it might not be anything they saw all the people out there working so I'm assuming that's why they weren't as on edge but I don't know it's I don't know anyway then also it was the daytime yeah it was like yeah so and part right and the issue another issue I have with Tatiana and how they're already trying to change the narrative was when the first so when the story first broke, they said that there was a gun on her kitchen table. That was the first thing that they said. Now they're trying to say that authorities have interviewed her eight-year-old nephew, and he said that a gun was in her hand. So my um, thinking is, nigga, it's two o'clock in the goddamn morning, and if I hear someone outside of my house and I don't know who it is. Hell yeah, I'm getting my gun because I don't right. know who's out there. Exactly. I have the right to protect myself. And she like, had a whether it was on right, like whether it was on her kitchen table or whether right. it was in it her hand. Matter. I'm in my house and I'm protecting my domain. And not right. just myself, I'm protecting my nephew and my grandmother. So I'm just like I wanna see what else comes about. But I don't because I just don't want at the end of the day when this and I don't even want to say when her story is over, but at the end of the day, when this officer is charged with her murder, I don't want to have the same feeling that I had when Amber Geiger got her sentence. Yeah. Well, you might as well prepare yourself because you know it's coming. Oh, but yeah. can I have a little bit of hope? Did you guys see the interview no. that was done with Roland Martin with the judge from the Amber? I told you I no. don't watch that Negro no more. Um, he can oh. kiss my ass. Yes, you know what? You're so, you're so damn disrespectful. Ooh. Anyway, Ooh. it was interesting to hear how that hug came about. So I'll just say we probably was jumping and thinking she was cooning. But it's the lady actually asked her for the hug. Like, I kept asking her about the Bible and what to read in the Bible, and she handed her a Bible. So, I guess the way the pictures came out, it looked like she was just, you know, she said she always hugs the victims' families. She said that's normal practice for her. Now, we can... Are you yawning, man? Now, you know, we we can say, like, that still is inappropriate. Unprofessional. Unprofessional. Mm She says she always does that in her courtroom. She, She shows empathy towards the victims' families. But the uh, Amber Geyer, whoever, how you say damn name, the killer. That's the it. The killer that part, actually that part. is the one that asked for the hug. And I guess she said the first time she asked her, she I guess she didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't know. She was trying to play like she didn't hear. She said, but when the lady said it the second time, she kind of thought about it and was like, well, why can't I extend the same kind of grace? And kind of thinking from a Christian standpoint. And she said that's when she went on ahead and hugged her. So I just wanted to... I thought that was kind of interesting. So if you guys do, for the people who don't hate Roland Martin, you can check that out. Mm. Look at my face. That's for her and him. Well, I don't hate Roland Martin, but she definitely I mean, hate that eye from me. That part, I just don't like him. Oh, God. Anyway. So you all know I love my job, and I feel like that I'm 
doing what I'm supposed to be doing, what I've been put on this earth for. And not a lot of people get the chance to do that. Right? I don't. <laughs> Shit. I don't. I'm sorry to hear that, Shug. I really I truly don't. am. Okay. I love what, what I, you, I, love, I love what I do from a day to day basis as far as professionally. I told you guys before the environment that I would in which I work in is what's not appealing to me, but I do love what I do. And then I think I balance that so much with the outside things that I'm involved in. So it really kind of helps to bring balance to my life in, in such a way. So yeah, I understand what that means. That's what's up. So I'm excited because our guest today, I really feel like she's living in her purpose and we just really want to talk to her to find out, what that is, how she got there, her struggles, her triumphs, like everything about her story, because um, it's super interesting. So now I think it's a great time to introduce our special guest tonight. I mean, we we have had some some wonderful guests these past couple of weeks, haven't we? Like we've been on a roll. We have. We have. have. So because we had such sad ass stories in the beginning, I feel like this is a yes, great Lord. way to to pick it up to think about something sweet and delicious. So we have the owners and founders of Southern Girl Desserts, which was actually founded in 2007, and that was founded by Katara Coleman and Shoni Robinson. So we want to definitely welcome these ladies. Welcome. Yay. Hello. So we're so excited. Your bios are freaking extensive. So I'm actually just going to give people hella highlights and then allow you guys to um, introduce yourself. So you guys are known as the self-proclaimed dessert divas who bake from scratch based on traditional flavors and homestyle techniques offering cupcakes made from the heart. You know, you guys are located in Baldwin Hills, Crenshaw Plaza in Los Angeles, so they are on the West Coast. And, you know, pride themselves on never really cutting corners. So the, the interesting thing I thought I found about you all is that you have a lot in common and people may think we're biased because we have some things in common with you guys as well. So we know greatness comes from the great Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. Do we not know that? Like we know that, right? So of course they are Rattlers. That's my first yeah. comment. They are on the West Coast, but they are actually both born and raised in Florida. So, you know, the FLA, you know, that's that's my home area. So shout out to the FLA and also members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> and something we especially share with Qatar having actually pledged us. So we have definitely biased towards this group. So we want to welcome you ladies and allow you guys to just tell the listeners something about you before we jump into our questions just about you guys following your passion and just, you know, building an empire. So Qatar, I'll start with you. Okay. So I'm Katara and I um, have been in LA now for the last, what, since 2005. So next year will be my 15th year. <laughs> wow. Wow. My 15th year in LA. And I don't believe it, can't believe it. But got here, um, met my husband, started a business, and now it's kind of like, now here we are, yeah. and 15 years later. Wow. And now, um, Shaniji, who um, I did not know at FAMU, 
Um, we were introduced by um, Indy Brown, and um, she was also, you know, Sora Beta Alpha introduced me and Shoney. And a real funny story I got to tell y'all because when I first moved out here, I was working with Arian Reed. So Arian introduced me to Indy and to Indy to Shoney, and I thought Shoney, I thought Shoney was like a pro fight when she walked in. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Shoney, how you showed up? <laughs> familiar that she had to hit that intro yeah she she knew she knew everybody who um uh we we know and brought us in so that's how um me and shoni end up connecting and then here comes um southern girl desserts and it has been a journey ever since then and so now she's not just a rattler or sore she's more like a sister at this point yeah like she can't get rid of me oh i love that in our life Yes, Shoney, Shoney, <laughs> say something to the people. Let me just say good evening. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> to the people. So Go ahead, let the people know. Qatar actually kind of hit that on the nose. It's one of those things where you know the Rattler community is small, and um, I actually moved mm-hmm. to LA in on March. First, 2000 was the day I got off the plane here. So it's been a while. And my my circle was, she keeps saying ND, but any uh, fam Ewans know her as Nakaya D. Brown. Mm -hmm. So she was the 20 on her line. And, um, but yeah, so that was my family, you know, and some other Rattlers that were here. And so, of course, anytime anyone arrived, it was like adding to adding to the family. So Katara and I kind of knew each other in passing, but we, you know, that was kind of the extent of it. And ironically, we were both in the process of starting like this business, this dessert business. And essentially our clientele would have been the exact people. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why why Nakaya said, wait, 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 wait. You two need to connect Mm -hmm. and and figure this thing out because it doesn't make any sense for you both to be kind of doing the same things. And like you mentioned, we have similar backgrounds. We're both Florida Mm -hmm. girls. You know, our family dynamics are pretty much the same. So it was essentially a a mirror image Mm -hmm. of what we would have been doing and trying to connect to the exact same group of people. So it worked out in our favor. I invited her over to my house in um, Inglewood, California. I invited her over to my little apartment and I said... We talked, you know, because, you know, Indy was like, y'all should get together. So we talked for like 30 minutes. And then I said, you want to be my business partner? And she was like, yeah. And 13 years later, we we are business partners. We is, And that's just how it's been. But, well, and then, but there's a caveat to that. <clears throat> so that initial meeting, that, I that say, conversation. I was about to say. Uh-oh. Go. Go. Uh-oh. Be careful right here. Um, well, we can be business partners, but you can't have my uh, ing- my my recipes. You know, we gonna have to see how this works out. Oh. First. Ooh. And Ooh. I was like, because me, y'all know, I'm very like, hey, okay. I was like, let's go, and she was like, Ugh. and I was like, well, I ain't gonna give you none of mine either. Then I, you know, I played it off like, girl, I wasn't trying to give you mine either, girl. <laughs> 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 but that did that did not last. That did not last. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. So let me tell you, when I first found out that your shit was like about to pop, 
Motherfucker, I saw you on Food Network's Cupcake Wars. Can I just say that? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. The word spread. Like, you got to see them. Like, Qatar is on food. Mm-hmm. And we watched this shit. We, was, we saw y'all motherfuckers running around that kitchen. Like, both of y'all. Okay? And I was like, this chick on TV. Oh, this is a real thing here. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew then, like, he was going to take off. Yeah, that was that was dope. What y'all don't know is that the first time we appeared on Food Network's Cupcake Wars, we had literally just been pretty much locked out of the location the, the week before that we were in. We were on HGTV, and we did this show. What was the show called, Shoney? It's called The Antonio Treatment. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it was like for a couple of years. It was back in like 2010. And okay. they come in and they redo a space. So they redid the little cup, the little oh. shop we were in. But apparently they made it too about much about Shaniji and I than they did for the people who owned it. So they pretty much oh. got upset, reneged on everything, locked us out. So we were like, committed to this national show. We don't have access to any of our stuff. We're pretty pretty much is like on the streets when it comes to businesses. But we wanted to stay. Wow. We still went. We got there that morning to the studio. Shoney's car. My car. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Not only did my car stop on me, oh. I believe it stopped in the producer's uh, parking space. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. And they were like, did you? Y'all, we were not prepared for that. And we literally were praying that we did not win or get to certain levels because it's a whole bunch of behind the scenes when it comes to cupcake wars. But we were not prepared for that. And it was just a hot mess. We just wanted to get it over and done with. And you can tell because we didn't make it to the the second. The third. The third. The third. We made it past the, the okay. taste round. The third, the second round of the we were I think we made little Ku plans or something. <laughs> When I look at it later, it's a hot mess. But it was so much going on that when it came around for us to do it the second time, we were like, yes, we need to go and redeem ourselves. And then that's when we got to the round where we made it to the finals, but we didn't win. And then the third, the third time around, Shawnee was like, hell no, I ain't going back on that. <laughs> oh, my God. But you guys are no stranger to TV because you all were also featured on E's Network, L.A. Sugar, and also Amazon Prime's uh, show called Southern Sa- Savvy. So you guys have just, like, hit the, the circuits on the TV realm, right? You know... The the blessing is that we are in Los Angeles, California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, between a lot of a lot of this stuff is about connections. That's that's fam. You one on one networking. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta. Know your folk and and utilize your network. So uh, literally, that call for the HGTV show that was a friend of ours that was happened to be working on the show, but was really looking for someone to to do this. And then it's like the phone just starts ringing from there. What's your um, one? 
Yeah. I said, once you do one, it becomes just mm-hmm. like a yeah. Oh. Yeah. They, they now you're kind of in the you're in the circle. So it's yeah. almost like the, the the black people they circle you know circling through Hollywood on the TV too. That's how it's saying. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. They just don't want to people. Over gotcha. You see, you, you see but, how but I made that connection. for our business though, because yeah. that really has helped us, you know, kind of catapult where we are and and growing the business as rapidly as we did because our business really took off quickly and I don't think either of us were expecting that yeah. uh, for it to move as fast as it did um, I think for Katara although she and you could speak for yourself but although she was like okay I want to start this business I think really neither of us were in the mind frame of this really becoming a business. I think we were really thinking whatever the definition of a good hobby was is what this was going to be. And so it immediately became a business and we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. So we just had to, you know, pull up our That's a good question. That's one of our questions. I think we talked, you know, in, in preparing for you guys to come on. When did this become a full-time job? Like, when did you guys actually walk away with, from whatever you were doing before? Were you doing something else before? Because I know you guys both have college degrees. Like, what else were you doing before? And when did you decide, like, I'm going to go ahead and walk away from this? It was at different times. Okay. Literally, literally, my walk away was three months ago. Oh. Really? really? Yep. Wow. Are you serious? Yes. Three months ago. I walked away July 24th from my job with County of Los Angeles. I was a publicist and I walked away July 24th after 13 years, which is the whole length of the business. And then when we actually opened up our like brick and mortar in 2012, that's the day, the day we opened up was May 5th, 2012 inside of the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw mall. Shemiji had to go to work that day. It was a Saturday and she called in and never went back. So she basically went in that day. I came in like for real this past July. Wow. That's crazy. I never would have guessed that. Like Me I not because she's on TV on you. Well, it's right. like a whole bunch of I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I need a, it's, it's, it's no, I was I worked it. I worked it for a long time because it was like you said, we had obligations for television, we had meetings, we had things like that. So it would be where I could sneak away. I, I did. I snuck away. Y'all was feeding Denzel, but, Washington. Yeah, you had to sneak yeah, away. I get that, it. That's that's my question. Who have you been starstruck by since you guys are in LA? Oh no. No one? I have. Sydney Portier starstruck me. Yes. That was the wow. one that I got. And I couldn't even move to go over and say hello to him. I well, he's actually him. my cousin. What? Wow. Wait, I'm coming to LA. Can yeah. I just come and just hang out with you? I just want to be in a corner. Right. Can we stay on the couch? <laughs> no, it'd be all three of us. L should right. be sitting on the couch like this. Like this. They'd be like, what they here for? We just here. We just here today. We just I here. say I said the day we uh took cupcakes to Stevie Wonder was also Oh my god. Oh, wow. You know, Sha- Shawnee Shawnee like mm, she had sitting there looking so well, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> let, let me just explain what you guys have to understand. I moved to LA to be in the business, so I've been acting for like for years. Oh. I've worked with a lot of these people. 
So, you know what I'm saying? And and I've been in scenarios with a lot of these people. You know, I've met Stevie Wonder before. He was an audience member for a show that I did. You know, he came backstage. So these are not, you know, Denzel and, and Pauletta Washington are two of our biggest supporters. They are. When we moved into our bakery, they wrote a check to us. In, yes. In, so... This is to, to help you guys. I ain't so, never, I, let me just say this. I just, I don't know what happened. I'm going to give me another drink because I've never. <laughs> That's amazing. I've never known anybody who knew Denzel Washington. I just want to put that wait, out Wait, wait, question. <laughs> Can y'all slide John David my phone number though? Oh my God, girl. You gotta get, you gotta get it back. <laughs> Everybody looking for that. Yes. I just I just want y'all to cook for Nas, like bake for Nas and just oh tell me God. when this happens. I will fly. We, we we haven't done anything for Nas, but Khalees has come to the bakery. So yeah. She don't like Khalees. Look at her face. Look right. at her face. She don't care about Khalees. Nice and her right. daddy. Don't do it. Yes. Listen, she came and supported, so she. Okay, we're gonna her. give her. We're gonna give her a pass. I ain't like that shit happened, but I'm gonna give her a pass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is this fight? Now that you all have shared with us, it's well more so Kasara than Shoni that you basically were doing the business with your full-time job, what are some obstacles that you all have had to overcome for the past 13 years? <laughs> you mean with each other with the, or well, just as business. a business? Both. Yeah, both. Business with each other. Yeah. Both. Oh, I, I, will say, I will say this. Katara and I actually have a special situation that is very different from most business owners who decide to partner. Most people that you speak to that um, have partners, they have nothing but horrible things to say. And nine times out of ten, the partnership has dissolved and they hate each other and it just didn't work. You hear that a lot. I think Katara and I have something a little bit more special. I mean, we get on each other's last nerve, but we've learned to, you know, overcome that and allow each other to be in, you know, our spaces, allow each other to honestly just respect what the other person does and let that person do that. So, it, it's a lot of things that we have adjusted in our business that other businesses may, you know, people will say, well, you should be doing it this way. Well, what we concluded is this is our business and we can do what we want. So we don't have to follow suit to what other people think is right because it's working for us. Because mm-hmm. if we would have allowed all of that, you know, outside noise to like penetrate, we probably will not be in business. But we decided that, hey, this is what's happening. So let's figure out how we're going to make this work. Now, was it convenient or did we not get frustrated or was it just not, it wasn't easy, but you know, it's, it's, it's the cards that we were dealt at the moment and we just kind of made it work and, and you know, figured it out. To be honest, I wasn't really trying to be no real entrepreneur when we first started this business. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, I got my job, it got good benefits. And then we opened up this space and it's like, 
Woo, we got real responsibilities. Like this is a real behind. This is a real business. We got people we employ. Like we got Social Security, IRS. We got taxes. Like <laughs> it became a real business. So we kind of fell into these roles that we didn't necessarily have panned out when we first started because we were both like baking mm-hmm. from the house when we first started mm-hmm. the business. And then it kind of as my job came and this business that required us on an everyday basis evolved. Shoney became that everyday operator person in there and then I was like the one going to work every day and like oh I need, I became basically the person behind the scenes getting that so we fell into these roles and so now we're kind of now that I'm not in the at you know 10 hours a day somewhere else I'm able to kind of get back and get familiar in this side of the kitchen with the baking and learning those things over again because since I started we was doing one maybe doubling the recipe now the recipe 30 times man I'm like I don't even know it no more so <laughs> I'm I'm we're both just kind of refiguring our roles when it comes to the business and what we want to get where we want to be and how we want to see it grow and how we're going to grow within it. So it's an adjustment um, period that we're going through right now. And we just kind of relearning how we want to do this thing. I love that. And to be honest, it's one of those things where it's Mm -hmm. learn as you go. Mm -hmm. And that has kind of been our setup from day one. Um, People will look at us and think, Oh my God, y'all are really, really doing this. And we're like, child, thank God for Google because, because we would have been lost, you know, in a lot of areas without it. We really had to learn as we grew in this yeah. thing. And like Katara mentioned, I mean, we got 13 years in. I'm at the point now where I'm ready to just fall back and sit down, you know, and whereas she may be in a different space of feeling excited and like, you know, ready to really do some new things. So, but that's actually a good thing because we're never in the same space at the same time. So that works very well, I think, for business and business owners. So when somebody's at the stage of burnout, the other person person is excited and that excited person can yeah. maybe re- help you relight a fire so mm-hmm. it helps that everybody's not in the same exact space simultaneously. Right. right that's important okay um so this is sure i have a question so i'm kind of like on this whole spiritual journey right now so earlier we were talking about purpose and walking away from like, you know, kind of your safety zone and just (laughs) taking that leap of faith. So can you talk to us a little bit about what that experience was like and just going like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm jumping a hundred percent into this business. It's been like a, maybe a three, four year process. You know, I was I was supposed to leave a long time ago, but then it's kind of like with business, it's one of those things I was like, well, I don't think we're ready to handle both of us. Like, you know, we trying to make sure Shoney's straight. How are we going to make sure I'm straight coming into the business with all of my um, liabilities and things that it will require to take care of my, my, me and my household? So it was one of those things where I'm a very cautious person. Like I operate, I have operated for years under a safety net and my my job was my safety net you know I can look back and say okay the job actually helped fund and get the business different places so it did what it needed to do I I think maybe it's it maybe about a year ago is when I really started to be like you know because it was never 
you know, a month to go by, Shawnee was like, you need to leave. You need to come and you need to be over here. I, I need you here. And I was like, I don't think we're ready yet. I don't think we're ready yet. But I think it took me just really, I don't know, something clicked. And I was like, regardless of if we ready or not, I think it's just, I'm ready to jump in and be here, you know? So it, it wasn't as hard as I thought when a decision was made. I thought it was going to be one of those things where, I think I had to go through that process of a couple of years of just like, kind of like, uh, uh, and then I was like, okay, well, let's just do it. So, uh, it took, and, and it took like, okay, now we got some things in order. I can, I'm a planner. I'm the person where I got to see, okay, now how much I'm going to get every two weeks <laughs> and how is this going to be covered? Like, that's me. Like I'm more like, I need to know where my safety is, even in the risk. Mm-hmm. You know, but business is now I'm kind of like out here because there ain't, ain't no safety net. It's just we got to grind, we got to work, and we got to make sure it happens to, to make it happen. So we're, you know, doing everything that we can to be like communicating really well and to make sure that we're on top of everything when it comes to our business so that, you know, I feel like I can have the same the same safety she wants too she just a, a faster jumper than me she she just a little bit more risk taker when it came to me i'm just a little bit more like you know i needed to a little bit more just when well, i not justification i just needed to know that it was gonna be okay and i still don't know it's just now it's just I like think, it's a necessity mm-hmm. i think a lot of people find and it's very interesting and i'm not well, I think a lot of people operate out of fear. And yeah. and I'm speaking yeah. to um to you sis up top here cuz I think oftentimes we are so heavily into our faith and all those things until it's something that could really affect us in a way that might be uncomfortable. And that's really when the faith gets tested. Mm -hmm. And so you find yourself Say it again, say it again. So you find yourself in this space where you're like, oh, the Lord got me, God got me, oh, yes, 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 until it's time for you to really believe that he got you. Yeah. And so, and and, and that's That's a normal, I think that's a very normal thing because, like Katara said, for her, she is very safe. Literally, when we have our meetings, everything is, there's an agenda, everything is written down. I am a very fly by the seat of my pants kind of person, like, okay, we got to do this, 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 let's just go, jump in. And so, that just speaks to different personality types and I've had to learn there's no right or wrong it is what it is Mm -hmm. and so although I I felt certain ways throughout the years this has been like I said a constant learn as you grow scenario learning you know a a person Katara and I we joke and, and we're like we're husband and wife because that's what this relationship is like Mm-hmm. You know, and so she has to report to me. I have to report to her. Like we have to communicate with each other and consult with each other. And we also just like I think in a marriage, we have to give even when we don't want to give. Mm-hmm. So like I know with mine, uh, you know, my, my man for real, I'm just like, OK, boy, you are so dead wrong. But sometimes I have to bite my tongue and let him have that. 
But it's the same thing with my partner, mm-hmm. my business partner. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to bite my tongue and let her have that and vice versa. So I think, you know, that thing of, of operating out of fear is a very real thing. And mm-hmm. that people have to overcome and figure out what is it that I'm really afraid of. Right. Rejection. You know, identify yeah. what that is. Yeah. I and deal it, with that. What do you think about it being a lot about rejection? So I want to go back to one of the points you made about being an entrepreneur you didn't set out to do that I think that is mm-hmm. so correct like you know how some people they just know that they never want to work for someone else like that's just right. where they come out the gate then it's people mm-hmm. like me who I'm okay with working with someone you know working for someone I want to do what I enjoy though like I really want to mm-hmm. enjoy what I'm doing so that's like my requirement but I don't mind working with someone but then you start finding these other outlets and, and uh, abilities to use your talents and yeah. it just ends up growing to some other things. And so you guys, I don't know if y'all know, but I DJ. And then I also have a book that I'm waiting to publish. I'm trying to get published um, awesome. <laughs> along with, you know, doing just doing the editing for this podcast and, and having these these two I don't know what you call them. Whatever. My now, friend. see, they being positive. Why can't you be positive? Cause, cause, do cause, don't do cause that. I don't want don't to. Be so damn uncestily. I love y'all though, like in real life. So you know, I think just you know, you just never looked at yourself as being an entrepreneur. But I think about it today is how can I set myself up in the future to be able to utilize these endeavors to grow to a bigger scale. Yeah. I always talk about Oprah goals. Like I got hashtag Oprah goals. So it's like yeah. I agree with you. Sometimes people don't think about being an entrepreneur but if you just look at it that's what you're doing yeah and embrace yeah. it even if that's not what right. you set out to do you're doing what you enjoy and when you anytime you do what you enjoy shit can't go wrong and i and, and i understand what y'all said about the partnership because i just said early on the episode y'all gonna hear it later that one of these bitches is gonna get cut pretty soon and we just talking about who she's gonna get replaced by because the one with the hair the one that's doing the hair right now like that's the one it's okay (laughs) Michelle still Michelle still eating Michelle still out here eating she is eating I'm gonna be alright she is eating she eating but let me ask you guys you know y'all been baking forever like who inspired y'all to bake like who where did y'all get that from for me it was a it was a grandmother thing because my mother did not bake my mama was a Duncan Hines Betty Crocker whoever (laughs) you know had my mother was that that's not her thing but my uh, grandmothers both baked, especially my um, my dad's mom. Like she, when it came to holidays, like the kit, the spread for desserts was like bigger than the spread for the real food. <laughs> she was, I mean, it's every kind of cake, every kind of pie, whatever trifle, whatever was up there. So I um, started calling her and like, Grandma, I need you to show me how to bake. You know, that's where my um, interest. Um, for it came in and then when I moved to LA it become an, it became a necessity because you can't make every holiday you know mm-hmm. so you, you gotta fend for yourself out here and I'm telling you I don't know what people was doing when it came to red velvet cake in LA I'm like it, which I took a chocolate cake and put some red velvet food coloring red Ugh. food coloring in it it was just mm-hmm. not right. It was not right. So it was it was a necessity thing because we were just trying to figure out like I just want what my what I'm used to having. Mm-hmm. So I got to do it myself. And then um. the other was just kind of creating a bond. Just wanted to have a, a, another type of relationship when it came to my grandmother's. Mm-hmm. Shoney's is a little different from when it came to where um, <laughs> where her um, love for she said she used to like. Shawnee, where the hell you at? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know what? It doesn't matter. Sometimes the partnership is just about one person. <laughs> you holding it down, sis. Keep holding it down. Yes. Can't be there. You know, you have to have one other person just pick up the slack, you know, and take care of it. But that's where... That's where um, my um, love for it came from. Shoney's was more, she hated it. She despised it. She did not want to bake. Oh, yeah, really? She, oh. Yeah, she tells the story that she used to um, bake by osmosis. It, like, it actually just came about because she didn't want to do it. Because she was always, it was almost like a punishment to have to do it. Because mm-hmm. her grandma made her do it. And then she said her first set of biscuits was rock hard. So she was like, this ain't what I want to do. But she comes from a family of like cooks and bakers and all of this stuff. So it was a natural transition for her. She just had to accept the talent because when we first started this business, I didn't know how to foss no cake. Like that was her thing. And I thought, oh, we definitely need this girl on board because she know how to foss a cake and I do not. <laughs> you know, so, you know, she's just was like she is. She's just one of those people. She's just like, I'm a little push it back, push it back until she can't help no more but to be a part of it. So that's kind of what happened with her. Shoni, I was just telling them about your hard biscuits. (laughs) 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 You missed that, sis. Your heart be more careful. (laughs) (laughs) What What did I walk up in? What did you walk so, away from? My phone died. Oh, but you're back. So, we, so I have another question for you all. We know that your bio is extensive when it comes to what you all have done in the past. You were on Cupcake Wars. You are on other shows. Like, what does it look like going forward for Southern Girl Desserts? What projects are you working on? Is there some place where we can see you or we can find you? What's going on with you all now? Yeah. Oh, a lot of fun stuff. Go, Shoney, tell them. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> right now we are focusing on expanding different areas of the business. So we are introducing our nationwide shipping. So mm-hmm. we are ready for folks all over to be able to indulge in this goodness. Hey, yeah. watch y'all load at the right time. This is my <laughs> I saw the shipping on the web. Let me tell y'all. I saw the shipping on the website. I saw Katara on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, they ass is doing something else. I DM'd her like a dude. Like, DM'd her. (laughs) So that is amazing because we're all over, right? Our listeners are all over. And this is great. So, okay, continue, Shoni. Sorry, go. We're looking at other locations. We're, I mean, we're really just kind of expansion is the name of the game right yeah, now. Yeah, that's the that's and our yes. focus is expanding. Yes. So we're so excited about it. So that hopefully by this time next year people will have multiple uh options as far as where they go visit Southern Girl when they come to LA. And then if you don't even come to LA you'll be still be able to get our desserts. So we're really, really excited. We've been working really hard on getting this part of our business up and running. So everybody stay tuned because by Thanksgiving everybody should be able to order and get them some uh, Southern Girl. Okay. Yeah. So how long will it take? Me, Look, um, here I go. How long if they place an order? When will we get it? We're hoping at least two days at the moment. Yeah, all right. That's good to me. Thank okay. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up? This is Shook. Let me get that Henny and Coke, though. <laughs> 
What's I got you. Wait, yeah, what's the Henny and Coke? That, that oh, Henny and Coke um, I missed that? cupcake. Oh, yeah. shit. I need it. Don't look at the menu right now. Right now, <laughs> we saw that we did Christmas tree. There's wow. a story. There's a story behind that Hennessy yeah. and Coke cupcake. Well, so we, we actually um, <laughs> we were asked to do uh, desserts for an event for Dougie Fresh, okay. and um, Hennessy happened to be the sponsor of the party and so I was like we need to come up with some sort of signature dessert for this event and Mm -hmm. so that's how the Hennessy and Coke Cupcake was born that's what's up oh that is dope I can't wait to try it I love it it's one of my favorites Anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Yes. Follow us on Instagrams at Southern uh, Southern Girl Desserts, on Facebook at Southern Girl Desserts, mm-hmm. on Twitter at Dessert Divas. Or if you're in Los Angeles, you can come by. We're um, at the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Plaza Models in Baldwin Hills. We're on the first floor next to Sears. We're open seven days a week, so folks can come in and grab a dessert before they get on their flight and head back. Um, we're also, like y'all mentioned earlier, you can find episodes that we do for our show called Southern Savvy on Amazon Prime. And people can learn, like, we got a sweet potato pie recipe on there. We got uh, Hennessy and Coke. The recipe for that is on there. Oh, oh. Yeah. hey, I got white Hennessy at the house. Well, let's go. Look at you. So, you know, you can go on there and get your bake on. It's very easy to follow. Um, what else? Um, it's just a, it's so many ways to get in touch with us. And we're so excited about launching our shipping <laughs> because that's going to be a way for us to really reach folks from around the country. And, you know, they don't just have to come to L.A. to get some of this goodness. We're always excited when Rattlers come to town. Yes. Uh, President Robinson and his wife and yeah, they always come in. All the all the rattlers, whenever there's anything going on, that orange or green comes in strong and we are always excited about it. That's it's the only way to go. We had a, a whole episode on HBCU love. And just the importance and what that brings by and, you know, oh just God. the connections you end up having in, like, lifelong, right? So, we, we understand completely what you're saying. And I know our it's listeners. Unmatched. Yeah, I think our listeners know about yeah. this shit right now, too, because we talk about it all the time. So, they should know. Yeah, they should but know. I, like, I can't even really go through life without talking about my connection to FAMU in some kind of way. Like, whatever it may be, I'm talking about it. Like, oh, FAMU, oh, this, oh, I know this person, oh, you know this person, they FAMU, like, or just it's just it's all around us yeah and it's an everyday thing so people they didn't get tired of me talking about it hbcus and and their fam you because it's just a part of our life it is it is so this is amazing i'm so glad you guys got the chance to come on so you guys heard (laughs) how to check them out (laughs) on instagram facebook <laughs> hey, and y'all, listen. Jack Daniels and peach cake, y'all is Jack Daniels. Yo, I'm into whiskeys right now. I was gonna ask y'all if y'all had some bourbon or something. Yeah. Why, okay. why, Katara? Why did we come up with that? Oh, so, what's the story? Y'all know my li- y'all know my line sister Kim Pate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So Kim introduced her new Tennessee her whiskey, her peach, right? So Kim was like, "Girl, create me something." It's on her Instagram. So if you go on her Instagram, you see we create these cute little things. Uh, 
and and that's all I'm gonna say about it. But y'all, the, the, the <laughs> listeners, she's saying Kim Pate because you guys might not know her as Kim Pate, but she's talking about K Michelle. But yeah. that is a Rattler, which I know a lot of people do know at this point, and that's actually mm-hmm. Katara's line sister. So yeah. that's that's who she's talking about. So yeah. So that- Inspired by Kim because we were supposed to be working on some stuff, but um, we ended up creating this particular cake because of that. So we still have it on the menu. It's a one of our best sellers. It's amazing. I bet it is. Yeah. So we just use the regular Jack. And I want you guys to follow them on their social media handlers. We'll put all of this on the information and let them know that um, FNF sent y'all. So, you know, give us a little shout out. Let them know we sent y'all to them and support. It's another black owned business. Y'all know I love all black everything. So, you know, again, let's support a great business. And it's not just about being black, but they have a great business, great business model. And they're out here moving and shaking. And I just love when I see shit like this. So props out to you. Y'all are blessed. God is blessing y'all. And I mean, we loving to watch it you know we love it you guys this is southern girl desserts check them out once again on all of their social media handlers we thank you guys so much for joining us thank you this was amazing so again thank you to katara and shoni for being our guests and for our i am woman hear me roar segment big kudos congratulations to the ladies of the washington mystics for winning their first WNBA national Aww. championship. Yay. So, yes, kudos, ladies. The city of Washington, D.C. is proud of you. We support you. I actually became a season ticket holder this year, although I didn't go to any games. I'm going to do better next year, though. Don't go. Listen, Linda. Their games just didn't work with my schedule, but I support it financially. So, kudos to them. Once again, thank you all for joining us. Thanks again to the Dessert Divas of Southern Girl Desserts. To connect with us, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fem Noir Files. Also, if you want to send us an email, whether it's to ask a question or to let us know that you think we're dope, you can send us an email to femnoirfiles at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us. This has been another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye. Black Latino and Anglo Saxon. Amani exchanged the range, cast, lost tribe of Shabazz. Three at last, brand new whips to crash that we laugh in the